Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on everything silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SportsNot.com. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Welcome back, Raider Nation. Let's go. This is Just Pod Baby. I am Evan Grote here with you as your host. Just Pod Baby is brought to you by SportsNot.com, and we are now steaming our way towards Week 11. Only eight games remaining in the 2022 season, and that might be a good thing, according to some of you who are ready to say goodnight to this season, right? Maybe you're ready to begin to look ahead to 2023 in the offseason that's um, ahead for the Raiders. For your Raiders, it was another... Very, very difficult week, an embarrassing week, a week of speculation, a week of drama. You can't seem to find any article, any podcast, any radio show out there without feeling the negativity right now surrounding this team. We will get into a lot of it this week here in the first segment. The Derek Carr press conference from Sunday, the report of growing frustration with Darren Waller, the bizarre comments made by Mark Davis saying that Josh McDaniels is doing a fantastic job. No shortage of topics this week with the Raiders. And of course, uh, we do have a game to discuss a little bit with the Denver Broncos coming up on Sunday. We are going to be joined this week by a guest, Mark Anderson, who covers the Raiders for the Associated Press. He will join us and we will get Mark's take on, on much of what I just mentioned, the drama from the week, and we're going to see what he has to say about all of that. Before we do get into it, I do have your weekly reminder to subscribe to the podcast. And I want to thank those of you that have already done so and have been listening. But if you're listening for the first time, make sure you click the subscribe button because I want you to stick around. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at egroat 5 I'm always making you aware of what's going on with the podcast over there on Twitter as well. And then I also want to make you aware of the two great spots that you can find over at sportsnot.com. Of course, I am a segment producer for them right now. This week, we have two really uh, great, great interviews for you to listen to. First, we have a World Cup preview. So those of you that are soccer fans, we uh, sat down with Doug McIntyre of Fox Sports, and Doug joined us straight from Qatar, uh, which is the host country this year. And, and it is the first time ever that the World Cup is is being played in November, and that does get underway next week on November 20th. So those of you who are planning to watch the event, make sure you check out that interview with, with Doug McIntyre. And also this week, another great spot, we were lucky enough to talk a little NBA, a little Boston Celtics with Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe. I'm sure many of you uh, know him, very well-known sports writer. You, you've seen him before on ESPN and, and many other places we chatted with him about all things Boston Celtics, Celtics of the past, Celtics of the current. We discussed his most recent book about Larry Bird and just some other general NBA headlines. So again, make sure you head over to sportsnot.com and, and, and check out that content. 
All right, that is the that's it for my my shameless plugs this week. Let let's talk some Raiders football now. As I mentioned at at the top, it was it was very hard, very difficult to find anything positive this week to read or listen to following the loss to the Colts. And it truly was an embarrassing loss in, in, in so many ways when you think about the Jeff Saturday aspect winning his first game after you know being on a set of ESPN just a week before the game. He had five days to prepare for this. Never coached uh, beyond the high school level, if I'm not mistaken. The Raiders were playing at home. Josh McDaniels spoke throughout the week about it being a, a having a special week of practice. And then the Raiders come out flat offensively and defensively. So it was it was embarrassing. It truly was. And, and then I think it all reached the pinnacle when Derek Carr stepped up to the podium and he spoke and he was very emotional. Now, me personally, I don't have any issues with the way Carr conducted himself. I know there were some people out there that didn't like the fact that, that he cried, to be honest. And that doesn't bother me. In my opinion, if it shows anything, it shows how deeply he cares about this organization. It shows how deeply he cares about doing his job and winning for this franchise and for this fan base. Whether you love him or you hate him, Derek Carr loves the Raiders. And I was talking with Scott Gilbranson yesterday. I was on his show, Silver and Black, today, which you should make sure you subscribe to that podcast if you don't. But I was filling in for his co-host, Mo Moten, who is a little under the weather right now. And Scott said, you know what? If I was Derek Carr, I would have asked to be traded a long time ago. And you know what? I agree with him. I agree with him. So it shows a lot about Carr's character. It shows a lot about who he is as a person to be able to, you know, withstand this this circus that's been going on around him. Now, I know he's been rewarded handsomely financially from the from the franchise, but but still. And, you know, getting back to Carr, his comments, he, he said some things that that need to be said from your leaders. And I'm sure those are very uncomfortable conversations to have with your peers, with your teammates. But it, it needs to be said. And, and that's why you have team leaders. You have guys who are respected by the team, the majority of the team, hopefully. And Carr is one of those guys, you know, again, whether you, whether you like him or not, he is respected in the locker room. But I think the bigger issue, and again, this is only my opinion, so you can feel however you want, but in my opinion, Derek Carr is, is broken down mentally right now. And, and I'm not sure things can be repaired at this point. I, I don't expect things to get better as far as, winning is concerned. I mean, yeah, they may win a couple games here, but I'm looking at the schedule here and there's five games remaining with, with teams that are currently in the playoffs and a sixth game against the Chargers who are the, currently the eight seed right now. So on paper anyways, six games that could be hard to win for the Raiders out of eight. Now we are savvy fans. We know that there are weeks when the Raiders were supposed to win and they lost. And then there's been weeks where 
They were supposed to lose and they win. So I'm not going to sit here behind this mic today and try to project what I think might happen over the next eight weeks. I just, I do know that they're going to be without Waller and Renfro for at least another three games. I do know the defense is continuing to struggle. Ranked 28th right now. And I just don't see any signs of improvement right now with this team. And I just mentioned the strength of the upcoming schedule. So we at least have to begin to wrap our head around the fact that maybe they haven't even hit rock bottom yet. And I don't want to sound negative, but that's just reality. If we, if what we saw from Derek Carr and Devontae Adams last week on Sunday, you know, was happening in week 10, and I'm sure there's others that feel the same way. We just didn't get a chance to see them talk. If that's happening in week 10, and things do get worse, where are they going to be three or four weeks from now mentally? That's what I'm concerned about. Now, I heard them sp- speak this week, and and they sounded like they were in a better place, ready to move on, and, and looking forward to the next game. But what about when the next last-second defeat happens or the next demoralizing loss happens? I mean, this team needs a win in the worst way to get that taste out of their mouth. It's been so long since they've won a game that... They they just must have the most sour taste in their mouth. Now, I think it's fair to suggest this question, so I'm going to put it out there. Getting back to Derek Carr. He has been, he has been as loyal as they come with this Raiders franchise. He's dealt with some very difficult circumstances. We all know that, and if you don't, and if you're not willing to agree to that, then you're clearly just not being fair. He's dealt with new coaches, new coordinators, failed draft picks, poor defenses. And as he put it on Sunday, nine years of crap hit him at that podium. But the question I want to pose to you guys is, has he had enough? Has he come to the realization that maybe he's been loyal to a fault? Just this week, Mark Davis came out and threw support behind the head coach, And he said he thinks he's doing a fantastic job. Now, why on earth would he, getting off topic, why on earth would Mark Davis say that? Why would he use those words, right? I mean, what is he thinking? A fantastic job? I have got no problem. You want to support your head coach, but why did he choose those words? I think it could have been worded much differently. But getting back to the point here, Derek Carr, he's smart enough to know that big changes are ahead for this organization. He knows that he's got a major bump coming in his contract. He's not going to be a big bargain at $19 million like he's getting paid this year. Next year, his salary cap hit is $34 million. The Raiders are most likely going to have a top five draft pick. So you start to connect those dots. And I think Carr might be seeing the writing that's on the wall. Now, Carr has never... St- struck me as the type of guy who looks for the easy way out. You know, look what he look how he's handled the past 9 years. That's commendable. But you also need to look at the situation with Matthew Stafford. I I look at the relationship between Derek Carr and the Raiders in a similar light to Stafford and his time with the Lions. So it's it's my belief, what I'm getting to, is that I it's my belief that a, a clean break is needed for both parties. 
I said it on Twitter this week. It's been like a dysfunctional marriage for him in this organization. It's been nine years of failed attempts by the organization with different coaches. They've tried to bring in free agents on both sides of the ball. Some have worked out, some have not. Many missed draft picks, premium draft picks. And Carr has done his best with what he's been dealt. Is he the number one problem? Certainly not. Is he part of the solution? I don't think so. Does he have the ability to overcome this many obstacles? I don't believe so. Has he been able to throw the team on his shoulders and lead them consistently despite a bad defense? Consistently is the key there. He did it last year down the stretch, no doubt about it. But the answer to that question is no. He's just not that guy. For nine years we have seen that. There's only a handful of guys in the league that can do that. And the Raiders don't have one of those guys. He needs more help. Like a lot of other NFL quarterbacks would. But how many more years of this can we sit here and just continue to run it back? Run it back. There's been changes all around him. He is the one constant in this organization. He and Mark Davis. That's it. So I'm I'm just sitting here as a fan. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the car wars. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of the embarrassment. So again, some of you may strongly disagree, and that's fine. I respect your opinion, and I'm not here to tell you that this is what you need to believe. You're entitled to your own opinion. But I think the Raiders need to let Derek Carr go and allow him to, to try to reach his potential somewhere else. And I think that the Raiders need to tear it down, start over again, which is not what you guys want to hear right now. I understand that. Because I know many of you are sitting there saying, how could we trust Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels to rebuild this thing when it's it's fallen apart so badly this year? But he's going to be around. You heard Mark Davis say it this week. He gave him full support. He's going to be here in 2023. So I think with a potential top five draft pick, you're going to have to draft a quarterback who maybe has a little bit higher of a upside than Derek Carr. I know that none of these quarterbacks are guaranteed to do anything. They could bust. You don't know. But I think at this point, I think now is the time. I really do. But that's where I'm at, and and that's what I do here. I give you my thoughts. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. If you think I'm way off, let me know. If you think I'm you know, dumb for that opinion, let me know. If you agree, let me know. You, you know how to reach me through DM on Twitter or at the contact page over on justpodbaby.com. Those, those messages uh, do go directly to my email, so feel free to reach out to me. All right, I'm going to step aside now, uh, and when we come back, we're going to keep the conversation rolling Uh, by going out to the guest line and welcome um, our guest, Mark Anderson of the Associated Press. You don't want to miss that conversation, and you are listening to Just Pod Baby, part of Sportsnot.com. Welcome back to Just Pod Baby. Run down the field on Your home for all things Las Vegas Raiders football. News, views, and guests. Just win, baby. 
There's only one nation, and they listen here. Once a Raider, always a Raider. All right, welcome back. Segment two, Raider Nation. Uh, real quick before we uh, go out to our guests, I just wanted to quickly uh, go through this game this week with the Broncos. You know, I'm not going to spend as much time going through this game with a, a two and seven Raiders playing uh, a three and six Broncos team. I did hear some interesting comments from Josh McDaniels uh, this week during his press conference. He talked about how it's very unique the situation they're they're facing this this week with the Broncos because normally when you play a team for the second time, and uh, and you know nine games right or ten games I should say. You don't see so many changes occur, but that is the case here with this Broncos team. There's there's been a lot of changes. Of course, they traded away Bradley Chubb. They've got a lot of injuries, um, so a lot of changes here with this team. Now, this Broncos team is struggling mightily on offense. They're averaging only 14 points a game right now. Um, they've got some injuries. They've got a lot of injuries. 14 players on IR right now. So a lot of those players that were with them the first time the Raiders played are not with them this time. I do have their injury report in front of me, in fact. A um, couple notable names here. Uh, Jerry Judy, who was hurt last week, has not practiced this week. So it looks like he's not going to play. Also, KJ Hamler, he has not practiced at all this week either. So they're going to. Uh, we're talking about a struggling offense who's going to be down a couple of wide receivers here. They've also got a, a couple offensive line uh, offensive linemen listed on the injury report, but they were all limited in practice, which leads me to believe that they're going to play. Defensively, you know, this is a team who, despite their struggles, are still their number one defense in the NFL right now, only allowing 16.6 points a game. So, you know, you look at that matchup versus the Raiders offense, who has also had their struggles. Um, you know, this could be a low-scoring game for sure. I, I believe the over-under on this game is 41 and I would take that. If I was betting on this game, I would take the under. Um, I don't see, you know, as bad as the Raiders' defense is, the Broncos have really struggled to move the ball. Russell Wilson does not look good at all, and, and we know about the struggles that the Raiders have had in offense. I'm going to give you my key matchup in this game, and this is something a little different. The key matchup to me in this game are the head coaches, Nathaniel Hackett and Josh McDaniels. Two guys who were hired to upgrade the offense. Two innovative coordinators from a year ago who were supposed to come in and and take both of these offenses to a new level. It has not happened. You could say that both coaches are on the hot seat, although we did get confirmation from Mark Davis that McDaniels is safe. I don't know what the situation is like in Denver but two very disappointing debuts so far for each of these head coaches. They need a win badly to change the morale in their locker rooms, to save face with the fan bases. So in my opinion, it's going to come down to which head coach can get his team to come out and play 60 minutes of solid football. There cannot be any moments of of like mind slips, you know, mental breakdowns, penalties, turnovers. The coaches got to play a role in this game. In the critical moments because I believe it's going to be a close game. 
I believe it's going to be low scoring and it's going to be close. Whichever coach can get his players to execute the best in the critical moments of this game, I believe that team is going to win this game. And as I said, both organizations desperately need a win. So that's my two cents on the game this weekend. Um, but we're going to we're gonna keep the conversation going here. I want to go out to the phone lines now and, and welcome in our guest, Mark Anderson, who I told you covers the Raiders for the, Associ- the Associated Press. And, and Mark, I know that you haven't been on the beat long for the Raiders, but I'm sure you're quickly learning about the dysfunction of the Raiders organization. Uh, before we get to all of that, though, I do want to thank you for the time, and, and we appreciate you hopping on the line with us here this evening. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So let's start uh, with the loss to the Colts on Sunday. I'd like to get some of your thoughts and just some of your takeaways uh, from that game as the Raiders fell 25-20 to to the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. Yeah, it was yet another game that had every chance to win. Um, you know, I think if Moreau's got to make that catch in the end zone right at the end there on third down, uh, you know, the ball's in his hands. I know the defender made did a nice job of, of breaking it up, uh, but the ball was in Moreau's hands first and then started to come out. You've got to get that ball and secure it, and, that, and they really should have won the game. Uh, you can't be giving up a 66-yard touchdown run to uh, Jonathan Taylor. You can't allow a 37-year-old quarterback who's never been a running threat to run for 39 yards on the game-winning drive. Uh, it's just it was just one mistake after another, and uh, but that's been their season. Uh, that's that's why they're two and seven and one six and one position games. Yeah, I mean, and you you touched on some of those things that you know shoulda, coulda, woulda went the Raiders' way. Um, and, and there's so much wrong with this team right now. Um, to me, um, you know, I, I've I've called out the offense plenty for some of their uh, issues, but but you know the major problem with this team has to be the defense. Um, has to be issue number one. Head coach Josh McDaniels he got a vote uh, a vote of confidence from Mark Davis earlier this week. So it seems that um, if there is going to be a sacrificial lamb. Patrick Graham could be that guy. If things do continue to spiral out of control here for the Raiders, do you eventually think that Graham could be fired? Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, I, I think there are changes coming regardless. Um, but yeah, the coaching staff, I mean, you look at the defensive numbers, they're just really bad. And uh, clearly it's not all his fault. The defense was bad when he got here. Um, but he doesn't hasn't done anything to improve it, and you think he gets somebody like Chandler Jones to book him with Max Crosby, and that should be an incredible pass rush. And and they and against the Colts, they had one sack against a team that had given up 35 sacks entering the game. Uh, so they're not even getting the pass rush going, even with Max Crosby on one side. So it's just you know I, I'm not I've never been a fire the coach kind of guy, um, but you know I do think changes are coming, uh, and and I think. He's the first one that comes to mind, but you know the offense hasn't, uh, you know, has had its problems too. So, but uh, the defense has been the, the bigger issue. Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree with you. Um, now, now speaking of Mark Davis, I just mentioned that he gave uh, his head coach a, a vote of confidence earlier this week, and it was actually a really strong endorsement. You know, his word in his words, he said Josh is doing a fantastic job. Of course, I'm sure you saw that uh, or heard that. Um, 
why would Mark say that? I mean, the, the team is two and seven. Clearly, there is a major disconnect right now. The, the locker room appears to be divided. Um, it's possible McDaniels has, has lost at least some of the locker room. Um, they just lost, lost to Jeff Saturday, for crying out loud. Um, and, yeah. you know, let's make it clear. I have no problem with with Davis wanting to throw some support behind McDaniels. And, and even if he wants to retain him for another year, I don't have a problem with that. But but don't make it seem like this type of failure is acceptable because, um, you know, I think it sends the wrong message to the team and to the fan base that, that in his eyes, the, the head coach is doing a fantastic job. I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on, on Mark Davis's choice of words there. Yeah, I, I, I it, it wasn't clearly the best choice of words, uh, but uh, he, he, uh, I, I thought McDaniel's was coming back because I just didn't think Mark Davis wanted to make another change. Uh, he just hired Mc, he just hired McDaniel's. Uh, I think he wants to give McDaniel's more than a year to try to get this done. Um, so I, I just think that. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't have said it that way. Um, and I understand you want to not only support your head coach, you want to you want to fully support him, uh, give him every chance to succeed. Uh, but yeah, it was just a poor choice of words. And I would I would think if he had to do it over again, he probably wouldn't say that. I mean, I can't read read his mind. I would hope he wouldn't say it that way. And and maybe he meant it in more of a big picture type of way what other things that McDonald's is Daniels is doing to try to build the roster. Maybe that's what he meant, but it, it certainly didn't come out well. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting with Mark Anderson, who is a uh, AP sports writer in Las Vegas. Uh, happy to have him joining us here and you can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Anderson 65. So I make sure you guys go out there and do that. Mark, what did you make of Derek Carr's press conference after the game? You know, he was very emotional. We've never really seen that type of emotion from Derek Carr. And, and and I have no problem with a man up there at the podium, you know, showing his emotions like that. No issues for me. Um, to me, it shows that he cares a lot about, you know, his job. He cares a lot about the team, obviously wants, wants to win. But at the same time, you know, my other takeaway from what I saw up there is that he appears to be a man who's, who's mentally broken right now. And rightfully so. It's it's been a very difficult nine years for Derek Carr with the Raiders. Um, lots of ups and downs, more downs than ups. Um, I'd like to get your take on that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was just it was he put so much into it. I think his back has bothered him a lot more than he lets on. Um, so I think I think he he knows what he has to go through to get ready for a game. Uh, I think most of his teammates are probably similar, but you probably see some teammates that don't have the full buy-in, and, and that probably drives them crazy. Um, but I, I do think that uh, I, I do think that it was just if it had been just this one loss, you know, it, it, I don't think it would have felt it that way. But it was it was so many of the losses this way where they felt they really, if not, should have won the game, had every chance to win the game. And I think it's just the frustration of all that coming to a head and knowing that really the season is done. I mean, at two and six, you think, okay, well, maybe they can string something together. Is, you know, it's against the odds big time, but maybe they can string something together, get back into the playoff race. Uh, but two and seven, it, it just it just seems that, like the season pretty much ended there. Um, I think it was pretty much done anyway. Uh, but I think in probably in his mind, that was really it. Yeah, and you know, not only did you hear Carr – 
calling out some of the teammates. Uh, you also heard Devontae Adams after the game. You know, he he was questioning the effort of some uh, some of the guys in the locker room as well after the game on Sunday. And and then there was the report uh, that came out on Tuesday by your colleague on the beat, Vinny Bonsignor of the Review Journal, that 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 says there's a growing um, frustration surrounding tight end Darren Waller and his very slow recovery from the hamstring injury. And now in your opinion, who, who bears some of that responsibility? I mean, we're talking about grown men here, you know, getting paid a lot of money to play a, a game. And, and these are professional athletes. I, I generally don't like to question a player's effort. And, you know, when a guy tells me he's injured, I, I often believe he's injured. But should Josh McDaniels shoulder some of this blame for the lack of, of effort that um, some of the players are talking about? Or is it more so on the players themselves, do you, you feel? Well, I mean, the head coach is ultimately responsible for, for really everything that goes on in the team. Uh, but... In, but in this, I do think the players ultimately are the ones most responsible in this case, because a coach can, can't make you can't can't determine your your effort level. You have to do that. Now, a coach has to say over whether you'll keep playing for that team. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I'm sure if Josh McDaniel sees that player doesn't uh, meet the effort level he wants, then he you know he he can certainly get rid of that player. Uh, so that's something the coach does hold over a player, but. But it, it really does have to come from inside. I mean, um, and you see that in all sports, you know, that some players just are hungrier than others. Michael Jordan would go through a brick wall to beat you. But, you know, there's some other players you kind of wonder, you know, you think just happy to be in the NBA and collect their paycheck. And so you get that in NFL and baseball and all, and all sports. So, um, and, and McDaniels did make an interesting point. He said every NFL locker room is like that. You just, not all 53 are going to be, completely on the same page. So uh, I think it is a little more of an issue in the Raiders locker room appears. I mean, otherwise why Devontae Adams and Derek Carr say that, and this is the second week in a row. Adams has made comments like this. So the, the pressure or not the pressure, but the frustration is clearly getting to him. Yeah. And, and you've heard Derek Carr make some comments earlier in the season with maybe some of the practice habits uh, with some of his teammates as well. So this is definitely something that's kind of been hinted at uh, in the previous weeks. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, ultimately the head coach gets to decide what players come back in the next year. And I know we're, we're only nine games in. Um, halfway down the season, but the playoffs are no longer an option for this team. And I'm already starting to to look ahead just a little bit to next season. We we, we now have clarity, uh, it, it seems anyways, on Josh McDaniels from what we heard from Mark Davis. He will be back in 2023 unless something crazy happens here um, down the stretch of the season. The question that I think a lot of us, as far as fans are concerned, want to know is what's going to happen with Derek Carr here? That is going to be the, the topic of conversation, not only the next eight weeks of the season, but well into the offseason as well. And, and on Twitter this week, I was describing the relationship between the Raiders and Derek Carr as like a dysfunction, uh, dysfunctional marriage, excuse me. Um, you know, the two pair, the two parties care about each other. They, they've tried to make it work. They've had some good times, um, more bad times together. But in the end, they ultimately, you know, have, have failed each other and it just hasn't worked out. Now, in my opinion, I, I think a divorce would be good for both parties at this point. And, and, you know, they do have the out in his contract this year. They can uh, move on from him with only 5 million in dead cap. Um, and they will most likely have a top five draft pick. So there's a lot for them to think about. Um, again, I know this is early to have this conversation, but just appease me for a minute here. H- how do you see this all playing out between the Raiders and Derek Carr over the next couple of months? 
Uh, the thing to keep in mind is Derek Carr has a no trade con- cause in his contract. So um, he ultimately decides what he wants to do. And I think, uh, I think, I think uh, you'll have to see where he is at the end of the season. Cause I don't think the Raiders would just flat out release him um, because they wouldn't get anything for him. Uh, I think if they really did want to move on from him, they have to present him a pretty good offer where he go- gets to- goes to a team where he would start right away probably a contending team because uh, he, I mean, Derek Carr grew up a Raiders fan. And so he's not your, he, for him, this is more personal. So I was, I thought that for sure, I've been along the same wavelength that, okay, I think he's probably gone after the season. The, the more I think about it, the less I'm convinced of that. I just want to see how it plays out and it's very well still could happen. Uh, I do think there are major changes coming to the roster, but whether he's part of it, I don't know. I could also see another scenario where they draft one of those top freaking quarterbacks and bring him in, and 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 um, you know, at, at the very least, Carr is a mentor to that player and bring him along slowly. And Carr, Carr basically keeps the uh, the seat warm for him. I don't know if Carr would want to go for that, and maybe at that point he would say he'd be want to trade. Uh, but I mean, that is another option that could happen. Yeah, that's a great point you bring up with the no trade clause. And you think about some of the comments Derek Carr has made about, um, you know, wanting to retire as a Raider. But again, I, I go back to you know what I saw in that press conference. I just feel like he is a a broken man right now, and maybe he's thinking what I'm thinking and what some of the fans are thinking is that maybe a, a divorce would be good for him. I mean, we saw what happened with Matthew Stafford um, getting away from the Lions. He goes on to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, things like that could happen, but we'll have to see how that plays out. I got one more for here. Uh, one more question for you. I know you got to get to uh, you got a UNLV game to cover here this evening. Eight games remaining on the schedule for the Raiders. They still have games with the Chargers, the Seahawks, 49ers, Patriots, and the Chiefs, just to name a couple of them. All of those mm-hmm. teams, as of right now, are in the playoffs with the exception of the Chargers. So it's possible that that the Raiders have not yet actually hit rock bottom. As bad as things may seem right now, things could actually get worse for the Raiders as they play some some really good teams here down the stretch of the season. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because the Raiders, one thing they've done a really good job of is kind of putting up to their level of competition at times. Uh you know, don't forget they lost by just a point at Kansas City this season. Um, so if you were to tell me they were going to steal a couple of those games, I wouldn't be shocked. And it is the NFL. Um, you know, it's it's a very much a week-to-week league. So I'd, I'd be careful about as far as playing too much of the schedule game. Clearly, it's it doesn't set up well for them. But uh, uh, but they also are just coming out of a part of the schedule that, the, a lot of a lot of people thought they would should rack up some wins, get back into the playoff picture, and they didn't do that. So um, it could be there's no pressure on them now, and they and there's pressure on these other teams. And you know, you look at Seattle for example. Um, I think maybe people, I think maybe defenses are starting to try start to figure them out a little bit, and and uh, and and uh, Geno Smith might not be able to have the success he's, he's been having. I mean, that's just an example. So. I don't know. I, I I tend to agree with you. I don't think it's it looks for a very good ending. I, it looks like a top five type draft pick type of ending, you know, which probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them. Um, but if you were to tell me they're going to upset a couple teams too, that I mean, it's just it again, it's the nature of the NFL. And, and if you look at the Raiders point differential, it's not that bad. It, uh, it's better than the Chargers. So um, so that I think they're going to be a lot more competitive down the stretch than, than a lot of folks believe.
Yeah, and you know what? It's a it's a great point you make. I, I talk about it all the time. NFL week to week league. You know, it, it's no, nothing is is for certain in this league for sure. But uh, Mark Anderson, we, we thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah. I, I encourage everyone to go out there, give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Anderson sixty five. Does a great job covering the Raiders. And, and Mark, we appreciate you giving us some, some of your time this evening. Well, I, I really appreciate you having me on, and I wish you all the best. All right, there he goes, Mark Anderson with the Associated Press. And, uh, of course, we thank him for his time this evening. That was a great little conversation with him. Before I say goodnight here, uh, how many of you have been checking out the weather? Have you heard the the forecast here in western New York this weekend? I know a couple of you guys have reached out to me on Twitter, checking in on me. Major lake effect snowstorm coming to the Buffalo area this weekend. Uh, mostly going to hit the, the city of Buffalo. Now I'm about 25 minutes from the city, uh, northeast of the city. We're not expected to get quite as much snow, but I'm expecting probably a foot or two feet of snow here in, in the city that could see anywhere between three feet and four feet, they're saying. So going to get real nasty here in western New York. They did move the Buffalo game, uh, the Bills and the Browns game, which was supposed to be played here uh, in Orchard Park which is south of me, about 35 minutes. Um, they moved that game to Detroit. They're going to play it uh, at Ford Field this weekend to avoid the, the weather here. Flights were canceled. There's a driving ban in effect right now. State of emergency has been declared. So pretty pretty significant storm here that we're supposed to get. So I actually got to get out of here. I got to go get that snowblower all, all, all dusted off and ready to go because I'll be using that a lot this weekend. Uh, but I just wanted to get you a quick little update on what I'll be doing this weekend. I hope that you guys all enjoy your weekend. I hope that you guys enjoyed the, the game on Sunday. Hopefully it's a Raiders win. And you can expect to hear from me again uh, next week with a, a brand new episode for you. All right. Until the next time, everybody, uh, I'm Evan Grote. And as always, just win, baby. <laughs>